Welcome to tonight's podcast. Tonight, I have a very special show for you guys. I've got a very fun guest. I don't want to waste any time with this intro, so let's get right into the interview. Uh, Welcome, guys. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to my third episode on my podcast. I am very excited tonight, not only because we've got a big guest for my channel, um, but I'm really happy that this guest gave up their Saturday night to be on my third ever podcast. Um, without further ado, um, it's Bill, the drone reviewer. I know many of you guys who are subscribed to my channel are subscribed to his channel. And a lot of you guys follow his live, um, show on Tuesdays, Rotor Talk Live. So Bill, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your channel. Well, Preston, first of all, thank you very much for this opportunity. Really appreciate, uh, you having me on your third podcast. That's great. Um, I I got started with drones back in late 2016, and let me even go back further than that. When I was growing up as a teenager, uh, my dad bought me these model planes with gasoline engines in them, and that's kind of where I kind of got hooked as far as, you know, wanting to do something, some type of aviation was concerned. Uh, Fast forward to when I, uh, in my previous marriage, I wanted to get my private pilot certificate, but we found out my ex was pregnant with our first son. So that kind of ended that kind of ended that. And then, you know, by the time, you know, when you get to be where I'm at right now in terms of age, you know, the far the opportunities are far and few between to be able to, you know, pursue a par- private pilot's license. In fact, you know, it runs about $30,000 to do. Right. That. And uh, that's actually um, on my side of things too, I, uh, always had that in the back of my mind that that would be a fun thing to get. But once you see the costs, it's just, uh, not feasible for a lot of, a, a lot of us. Yeah. It's just, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close to, I'm about four years from retirement. So, you know, that's just not an option, but, um, somebody talked to me about drones. Um, I'd gone up for my 35th college reunion. Okay. And one of my classmates' husbands had a drone. It was a Phantom 3 Pro, and he was given permission to go over campus and fly, and he was telling me it had things like waypoints and could go here automatically at this altitude and shoot video, and I was just I was just captivated. I was like a kid in a candy store, and it got me to thinking, so that Christmas, I ended up getting an Autel X-Star Premium. Okay. Uh, that was my first drone. That was in late 2016, early 2017. Um, had that for a while, and I will say this, and you know, if you, we'll, we may talk more about Autel later, but I will say Autel's hardware is impeccable. I think that they just do a great job with the hardware where their real Achilles heel is, and, and even to this day to me, is their software. It, it really leaves a lot to be desired. So then I went over and I ended up buying a Mavic, Mavic Pro, the original Mavic Pro. I got it in January 2017, and I was lucky because when they first came out with it, you know, they had there was a tremendous backlog. Uh, DJI did not anticipate the demand and it took three months to fulfill orders. And it was just absolutely crazy. Uh, And once I got that, I got hooked. And then, you know, I started my, I actually, I started build a technology reviewer before I started build a drone reviewer because I was into, into smartphones and 
televisions and PCs and things. And I figured, why not? And I could also probably throw drones in there as well. Well, the drones really got a hold of me. And the one thing that I really wanted to start my channel on, there were so many drone reviewers out there that did such a great job, but a lot of their videos were 15, 20, 25, 30 minutes long. And I figured, you know, I, I know that the average attention span of people is not 25, 30 minutes. So my whole premise, I based the channel on doing videos five, six, seven minutes long, you know, enough to get you what you need. And then, and then, you know, the whole goal is for you to be able to go outside and fly. So that's why, that's how the channel ended up getting started. That's right. And I know that strategy works because that's how I found your channel. I was actually just starting a drone business at the time and I was testing precision landing with my Mavic Air, my very first drone. And I was having issues where it was landing uh, quite a ways off its point. And, uh, the problem I was having is I was taking off and I was just going right away. I wasn't letting it acquire its GPS. I wasn't letting it take its photo. And so, um, since then, uh, now I have a Mavic 2 zoom. And once you let it acquire its GPS, once you let it take its photo, it seems to do a very good job. I actually saw your video today on the Mavic 2 air precision landing four for four. Very amazing. Uh, I bet that was very satisfying. See that Mavic come right down in the middle of that landing pad. Oh, it sure was, you know, because I knew exactly what it was. And, and I, my, my comment session uh, on the first one where I was over four lit up like a Christmas tree Yep. <laughs> and, you know, everybody's giving me all this wonderful advice. You know, they're telling me, oh, I was too close to the hot tub. And I said, wait a minute here, guys, time out. Okay. Yep. I've, I've, I've done this a hot, literally hundreds of times from my backyard over the past couple of years. Okay. I know what it is and I knew it was the wind and sure enough, um, UAV forecast had the wind 15 miles an hour. Well, when I did it the other day, the wind was seven miles an hour and it just awesome. It nailed it. Nailed it. No problem at all. So are you finding now that you prefer DJI over any other company? Yes. And, and I would think the biggest reason Preston for me, one of the things that I really like is when they come out with a product, I mean, you know, everybody will be doing When everybody comes out with a product, no matter what you get, you really are doing some beta testing for them. I know because in, in my profession, in my background, I'm a software tester. Okay. So I know, I know how this works. Okay. Even when you put a finished product out there, people are still going to be testing it because you can't think of all the combinations and permutations. Well, I think DJI really does a lot of homework before they put a drone out on the market and before they actually release a drone versus a lot of other companies, you know, they'll, they'll throw things together, get it out there and it will be an unmitigated disaster at times. Um, you know, kudos to Skydio. I think, I think they're, they've done some good things. I, I don't have a Skydio too. Um, and I, my two co-hosts do, and they love it. Um, you know, they're, they're doing some things right, but I, I think DJI overall does a lot of things very well. Um, you know, and a lot of people kind of bash them for their customer service and a lot of people don't know how to approach them. You know, they'll, they'll start, they'll get out on support and they'll start flying with four letter words and everything. And I'm going to tell you what, you know, like my dad used to say, kill them with kindness. Right. I, I found out if you're kind to them, they will be kind in, in return. And the big thing that I tell people, the best way to reach them is at DJI support on at DJI support 
on Twitter. Okay. That's the best way to reach them. And especially when you don't even don't send them a direct message, put it right out on Twitter because it gets their attention and they don't want problems to linger out there for everybody to see. So okay. that's, a, that's a bonus po- tip for everybody. And I'm with you on that. I feel like all of my experiences with the DJI support has been nothing but positive. I, on my first drone, I had that DJI support, or I mean that uh, DJI Care Refresh, and I actually ended up running into a tree, and I didn't think it had too much damage, but I ended up sending it in, and it had a lot more damage than I expected. And they actually replaced my drone. They sent me a brand new drone, and that was all covered in that DJI Care Refresh. So I had uh, nothing but positive to say as far as their customer service goes. They do a very good job with that. I'm very impressed. Right. Um, so do you have a drone business as well, or is it just strictly YouTube or are you doing real estate footage and stuff like that on the side? Well, I I had started to look into doing real estate and, and, and footage on the side, but then the area that I live in right now in Tampa, Florida, the market is absolutely flooded with part 107 pilots down here. Okay. So, um, people were undercutting people by five, $10, um, to get business. And I took a look at it and I thought about it and I said, no, I'm just going to focus on the YouTube channel and get, you know, and get my message out and be able to help people. Because I think for me, in order to be able to, if I help people get, you know, get their business going and do the things they need to do and get the answers that they need, you know, it's worth it in in a little, in a little kind of a pet peeve here. Okay. Uh, You know, I do know several private pilots that have told me the part 107 exam. Okay. Most of those questions are on the private pilots exam Okay, on the part 107 exam. Okay. And they said, it's ridiculous that you have to answer those questions for a drone. You'll never run into those scenarios. Yep. And that's, you know, I've always thought about that when I've taken the test. Now I've just passed my recurrent test. A lot of it is, you know, it doesn't seem like it's specific to drones. And I'm glad I know it just because then I kind of know what pilots are thinking. And, uh, you know, my my biggest concern is that I'm going to be flying somewhere where an airplane is going to come into view and I'm not going to hear it. Uh, That's my biggest concern as a a drone pilot. And with that DJI ADS-B, I was really excited to see that video you had that came out on that. But I was a little nervous also to see that it wasn't working like you expected. Can you? Yeah, I actually, I got in touch with DJI support and they're looking at it and they want they get, I gave them a, a number of pieces of information waiting to hear back on that from them, you know, and, and I'm real anxious to find that out. Well, a lot of people had thought because of the video that I actually posted that I only selected two of those options as far as as far as, as selections were concerned, I actually selected all three, but it was oh, off screen. Okay. People didn't, yep. people didn't see that. Right. So I actually tried, you know, the lowest level and none of them came up. And then to, the, the biggest surprise was that, that I heard a plane and you could hear the audio. Yeah, you could hear it. Clearly hear the plane. Yep. <laughs> it's not on the screen. And everybody was giving me all kinds of explanations. <laughs> and I said, you know, you know, there's certain instances based upon, you know, your airspace and things like that. And the biggest exception are planes that were built without electrical systems, like probably back in the 1940s, like Piper Cubs. Um, You know, those are the exceptions. And there's more and there's very few exceptions to this rule. So most of the time they should have their they should have ADS be on and transmitting. And 
be able to find their find their position. Right, and uh, up in our neck of the woods, the big thing is crop dusters. They're flying low, and my biggest uh, concern or, or something I want to find out is even if they have that ADSB on their plane equipped, will they be squawking? Will they be able, uh, will they have that broadcasting so I'll know exactly where they are? Because when they're flying that low, um, they're definitely in range of drones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's interesting you brought up crop dusters because DJI has an agricultural division. Okay. Their agricultural drones are starting to take over for crop dusters. And I mean, it, you know, it's like it's it's completely automated. The pilot, you know, sets in the waypoints and it flies the mission and it sprays the crops without him really even touching the sticks. Yeah. So, you know, it's saving a lot of money for a lot of people doing that. See, that's amazing to me. It's stuff like that that makes me excited about the drone industry. Uh, we have no idea where this is going to go. Uh, that was one of my questions I had written down here. What do you think the drone industry is going to look like in 10 years? Uh, I know with the remote ID, with Amazon talking about creating highways for drones. Uh, in Bill, the drone reviewer's opinion, what's it going to look like in 10 years? What's it going to look like? Well, you know, I, I'll say this. I don't think consumer drones are going away because I know a lot of people are real concerned about that. And especially with the FAA just piping up about remote ID is going to take place and we're going to ha have that. I think there's going to be a lot of modifications before it gets out to its final version. I don't think, I don't think it's ready. Um, I really kind of liked what DJI's proposal had been, um, leveraging existing technology and not putting the burden on consumers because right now the burden is on consumers with remote ID. But for, for 10 years from now, um, we're going to see a lot of automation. We're going to see, you know, the, the trend is definitely heading in the direction of port, portability with consumer drones um, and ease of use. I mean, the DJI Fly app was continued from the Mavic Mini to the Ma Mavic, Mavic, um, Mavic Air 2 um, because it really is very easy to use. Um, you know, these highways in the sky, like Jeff Bezos is talking about for Amazon, um, you know, one of the things I can say is, you know, Amazon had talked, you know, a lot five years ago in UPS about having the capability of doing these things. Well, it's still based on line of sight. And, you know, I've seen some demonstrations like with a UPS truck and a drone flying, but the UPS truck has to be within what, four, five miles um, right. of this to, to, you know, to drop the drones off. So, you know, 10 years from now, um, I see a lot more in terms of portability. I see a lot more in terms of automated features, uh, but I still think there'll be the challenges that will still keep everybody interested in flying drones. And, and I don't, and I still don't see even 10 years from now uh, drone deliveries being made because right now it's, it's very, um, very, um, I don't want to use the word archaic, but it's still, it's cumbersome. Okay. If you've watched any of those companies, dropping off packages and things. It's very cumbersome. I, you know, I just don't, don't see that until that gets a whole lot better. We're not going to see much in terms of, of, uh, Amazon's highway in the sky. Right. It, it doesn't seem feasible right now, but, uh, it's amazing how far these drones have come. Even since I started a couple of years ago, the technology they're pumping into these things is just amazing. It really is. Uh, there's a lot in there. Uh, another question I had for you, how is the airspace in Florida? Is it pretty tough to get uh, waivers and is it pretty tough to fly in the location you're at? Well, it's real interesting. I'm glad you asked that question, President, because 
right where I live, um, about maybe seven or eight miles south or east of where I live is MacDill Air Force Base. Okay. Okay. In, in one evening, and, and this just completely blew me away, probably no more than 200 feet above were A-10 Warthogs, three of them, passing by the house. I didn't have my camera. I was, I was, I was oh, so my. astonished. Yep. I had my smartphone in my pocket. I didn't even take it out until it was too late. Oh, no. Um, but, you know, that's one of the things I was excited about with ADSB because, um, you know, these things, you know, planes have come unannounced going into the Air Force Base. So, you know, I have to be really on my toes. Now, the area that actually where we live, where our development was, years ago, it used to be um, fish farms out here. Okay. And there was actually a grass runway behind our house, where our, our current house is. Um, so, you know, there were a lot of planes back here. Um, you know, Florida airspace, it's really tight in Tampa because the uh, Tampa airport is right next to, I mean, within two or three miles from McDill Air Force Base. So there's a huge no-fly zone down here. I mean, it, it's pretty big. Um, and then, you know, we have some pretty good attractions like the, um, like the Skyway Bridge down here. That's probably the best attraction um, as, far, as far as scenery is concerned. And I've actually flown out there from, from the South Pier. There used to be the old bridge. Well, the old bridge got taken down. Um, unfortunately, there was a really bad accident. A boat had hit one of the support piers on the old bridge, and I think 40 or 50 people got killed. Um, so they replaced it with a single span. And the single span, they still kept the old north and south piers. So you could go on those piers, or you can go in the rest areas by those piers, and still a line of sight, be able to get out there. And I've gotten some great, great shots of that. Okay. So that sounds it depends awesome. depends on where you go in the Tampa area as far as, uh, as, as far as uh, getting things are concerned. Now it's a lot different in Orlando, Orlando. They're very strict over there. I okay. Mean, because Disney's over there yep. and the city of Orlando, it's like you have to pay $20 to take off on, on city owned property in, in, or in Orlando. It's, it's real bad over there. So would you say, more than half of the flights you take, you have to submit for a uh, Lance authorization. No, no, I don't have to. Okay. I don't have to submit submit for Lance authorization at all. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's what's nice about North Dakota too. There's a lot of open airspace up here, but we do have Air Force bases, and there there is uh, larger airports near Fargo. And uh, I've got business in Jamestown, North Dakota, and I do have to submit for authorizations to fly in that airspace. So. Uh, I guess, uh, when you do submit for Lance authorization, is there a special software you use or what's your process you on that? Use, um, you can use any one of, one of the apps. I know one of the, um, air map is, I know something that a lot of my friends use and it gives you that automatically whenever you do that. Cause okay. I, I've never actually had to do it, Oh, nice! but I've seen some of my friends do it and yep. it's very straightforward, very easy. Yeah. I've had uh, very good luck with, I think it's called like skyward.io. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that or not, but uh, yeah, it's, it's basically instant, instant. It'll tell you, yes, you can fly or no, you can't. And if you can fly, you can fly up to a hundred feet. And I find with my business, a uh, hundred feet is plenty for taking uh, very cinematic videos and good photos for real estate. That's good. That's real good. Uh, so getting back to remote ID, do you think that's going to hinder us uh, pilots in the future or like uh, my thoughts on it? 
I do want the airspace to be safe. I do want uh, some of these features. Some of them I agree with. I don't really like the fact that uh, anyone can get our flight location and uh, where our drone is flying. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I definitely agree with you as far as anyone being able to get our location to know where we're flying because there's 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 people out there that um are criminals <laughs> right and, that's my biggest you know, concern they'll they'll come to you and say you know what give me your controller uh get away i'm taking your drone you know and then let's say you have an inspire too you know you could have twenty thirty thousand dollars tied up in that guy and that's you know and, and you're and you're out 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 that money i mean i know your insurance will take care of it but still you know there's there's that big thing and i think the other big thing with remote id and i think i mentioned it earlier was you know, consumers will have to bear the brunt because, you know, in order to get that service, that's a paid service. Um, you know, and my friend, um, you've probably seen him on the channel, Marcus Crawford. Absolutely. Uh, he, lives out, he lives out in Boise and he has a lot of class G airspace that he flies and he flies over the Snake River Canyon. And he may not be able to have a cell phone signal out there. Yep. And he loves to fly out there. So it's, it's like, it's like, you know, he can't, you know, how's that going to happen? You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of gaps here in the technology. And, you know, it was my, it's my thinking, um, you know, because I put some thought together before I put a comment when the commenting period was, was open and I put a pretty good comment out there. I think they glossed over these comments, to be honest with you. I, I don't think, I don't really think they read through these things and, you know, they're real anxious for, and what's interesting, if you look, there were not, no drone companies were listed as far as vendors were concerned. I did see um, that the eight, there was no drone drone there's companies no, no yep. drone companies. so it's like okay you know uh, talk to me here you know it, it's like okay you know I, I don't understand it you know you can't make a pizza without flour dough sauce and cheese right. okay yep. and it's the same thing here you know you can't do this without knowledge about drones and, and why they're doing these things uh, well it's the government so go figure that's yep. all, I'll <laughs> that's, say that's all that. right yep <laughs> yeah well um I guess going back before you got your part 107, when you were studying for your part 107, was there a specific course you took or did you just uh, study off of the FAA's material? Okay. Um, well, I started with just the FAA's material. Okay. And, and I was having, uh, now see, uh, let, let me back up here a second. I'm also, a, um, I'm also a ham radio operator. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, I have my, what's called my amateur extra. There's three classes and I have the highest class. Um, and they had a, had a system called ham test online and it was very, what was great about it was it rotated questions that were on the actual exam. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you weren't getting the same questions all the time. So you weren't really memorizing answers. You were memorize, you were getting, getting the knowledge. Okay. And I did well, I passed all three within a series of about six months. Oh, nice. Well, with, with, with FAA, it was a lot different. And, uh, I was just, you know, trying to do this on my own wasn't going to work. And um, I actually, I, I don't recall the name of the company that I went with the first time. Um, but their, their practice questions that they had for the, did not really match the ones that I had in the exam. I mean, oh. I had, and it, and it was rough for me. And the reason it was rough was because those questions didn't line up. And I'm right. like, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm scratching my head and I'm like, okay, I didn't see these in the exam. 
And I sent a pretty terse email back to the back to the CEO of this company. The company, yep. Saying, look, you know, <laughs> you got it. Well, we put this together when the exam first came out. It's since changed and we need to update it and all this stuff. And I said, so so since then I went with remote pilot 101. Um, the, it's like, it's like 180 degrees. It, it's completely different. The best thing about remote pilot 101, once you pay for it, it's for life. You're done. You don't have to pay another dime. Um, Jason's a great guy. Um, he's committed to helping people. He's also a private pilot. Um, you know, he brings a lot of knowledge to the table and it's real easy to follow. It's, it's very straightforward. And I really, really like it. I think he's done a great job with that. I'm glad you said that because that's the exact course I went through and I just loved the setup, how he set it up. It's basically just like watching YouTube videos of fun stuff that you're going to learn about. So it's not only learning the questions, but you're actually learning how to apply it for the future when you're going to be flying drones. So I, I really liked that and I really liked his material he came out with on the recurrent test. It seemed to match up very good with the test and I, I liked all the uh, test questions he prepared as well. Yeah, those those tests. And see, what I liked about it was he didn't give you too much in, in any one of those segments. And I think that's really good because a lot of people, you know, th they may have a smaller capacity to memorize, not really memorize, but to understand and grasp things. And I think it was real good. He kept it small in each one of those segments. Yep, I, I think he did a great job. And I, I've since talked to uh, David with uh, Drone Launch Academy. And I, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I haven't taken it personally, but I'm sure they put out a very good product. So I want to put that little plug in there too. Um, moving on, um, I guess, have you ever been to North Dakota? No, huh? I have not. That's one of the states on my bucket list. I have not been to North Dakota. All right. Well, um, if you were to buy a one drone, what would be your favorite? Right now, a drone. Well, a drone that I don't have. Okay. Okay. Um, that's kind of easy for me. Um, I, I would probably get an Inspire too. Okay. Um, you know, um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you, I'm friends with Billy Kyle. You okay. probably heard I've, of him. I've definitely um, seen his YouTube videos. Uh, I, I, I don't know him personally, don't know him but personally, I've met him. Um, and in fact, in a couple of weeks, he's going to be on my show. And he's oh, always awesome. Yes. He's, he's absolutely fantastic. Great to talk to. He's, he's all of like 22 years old in the experience and knowledge that, that he has. And I told him, I said, I'm jealous of one thing. And he said, what's that? I said, your age. Yeah. <laughs> the age you're at and the technology that's coming in right now is just, is just insane. Okay. Well, he has an Inspire 2. And he basically said he hadn't flown it for a while. And he went back out there and he said, he said, it does absolutely everything you could possibly ever think you want to be able to do with a drone. Okay. It's just, it's just incredible. Okay. It, it really is. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real, it's a very well oiled machine. It's also to get probably what you want on that. You're probably going to spend 15 or $20,000. Absolutely. There's no <laughs> way around that. Okay. But as far as, as far as a drone that I would want to be able to buy, it would definitely be that right now. Okay. So you've got a lot of connections with the drone industry. Do you know anybody that flies any of the drones from free, uh, free fly systems? No, I don't. I, I've been seeing a lot about those and those just, those also look amazing to me, but also just base I'm guessing is probably in that 15 to $20,000 range. So I would, I would imagine. So another reason these guys would not want just anybody knowing where their location is. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a hundred percent for sure. 
Well, I want to really thank you for being on my show. But before you get off, I've got a just a quick segment. Um, I've got uh, just some top of the head. So I'm going to ask you a question. Top of the head, your best answer for these. Let's see. Got it all written down on this next page here. All right. So me personally, I'm a baseball guy. What's your favorite MLB team? Uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. All right. Favorite drone you've ever flown? Phantom 4 Pro V 2.0. DJI or Autel? DJI. If you could collaborate with any YouTuber right now, who would it be? Rick Smith from Drone Valley. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Uh, Michael Jordan. Nice. First word that comes to mind when you think of North Dakota? Cold. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> And last but not least, had you heard of Valley City, North Dakota before I talked to you for this podcast? No, I have not. <laughs> have you heard of Fargo, North Dakota? Yes, I okay, have. Okay, there of you Fargo. go. Yep. That's well, good. Do you know, um, I, I don't know, do you know there's another um, YouTuber from North Dakota, Russ from 51, 51 Drones? 51 I've, Drones. I've contacted him before. Seems like a great guy. I love oh, his he, channel. Russ is fantastic. Russ is going to be on my show coming up in a few weeks. Awesome. Too, so. Well, I'm hoping to get some of these guys on my podcast here. Maybe you can help me get that done. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, but just, uh, I, I've talked to him, you know. Uh, he said uh, he'd like to get in contact with me when he's in Valley City and maybe take some drone shots together. Uh, oh, that would fly be some great. drones. That would be great. I really love what he's doing on his channel. He's got a lot of very clever stuff. Did you see his... Uh, quarantine toilet paper delivery uh yes I saw <laughs> that, that was fantastic well, you know, he's one of the things i really like about russ and what he's done so well is um i mean every everything he does is like he has like the minus touch but he's really good with faa rules and regulations regarding part 107 remote id and all that he is just uh, he's head and shoulders above everybody else. I mean, what I think he, I told him, I said, I think you killed about three or four forests with all the paper that you printed for, for, for that. But no, he does it. He does a fantastic job. And I can't tell you how excited I am about having him on the show. He's a, he's just a great guy. He's a lot of fun. That's going to be great. Yep. I can't wait for that show to come out. And, uh, for my listeners here, where can they reach you? Uh, what would be the best, uh, I mean, your YouTube channel, we'll put links in the description box in this podcast, but, uh, well, there's several, several methods. Um, first method is build a drone reviewer at gmail.com. It's real easy. My email address. Um, you can also reach me on Facebook. I have build a drone reviewer, Facebook page. I also have a build a drone reviewer, Facebook group. And of course, build a drone reviewer. I am on, I am on Twitter as well. I'm on Instagram and I'm also out on, um, I also have a podcast as well. Oh, nice. My, now my podcast is on Podbean, B E A N. Um, you know, I'm on Spotify. I'm on iTunes. I'm on, um, on Google as well. And I also have another channel. It's a smaller channel. Uh, it's called Build a Drone Reviewer Limited Edition. And basically, uh, a lot of my podcasts that I do right now are go out there automatically whenever I do a podcast, a Podbean. And it's usually my Rotor Talk live shows because I found a lot of people really like being able to listen to those, you know, when they're in their car or working out. Absolutely. You know, yep. And, and, it's, and it's great. And people like that. And um, I'm getting a lot of downloads off of that. So that's work. And, and I put some odds and ends out there. I put some vlogs out there and just have some fun with that channel. I mean, that's not one that I'm looking 
you know, to get 20,000 uh, subscribers. Right. On. Yep. I'm just having some fun with it. Well, that's awesome. I'm learning some new stuff. You'll definitely gain at least one new follower from me on all those social media channels. Um, I guess the one thing that I really appreciate about your channel is I can tell you are very passionate about the drone industry and that just flows through, through your channel and uh, all the content you're putting out. It's just a great beacon of light for the drone industry. So I want to thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. And, you know, and, and I think that the, we want, we need to get the message out there that the drones are good and drones, drones have a good message out there. And a lot of good can be done through drones. Um, you know, through all, a lot of the people that I've met and everything in the industry, um, you know, there's a lot that we can, there's a lot to be able to use. These are wonderful tools. And, you know, I, I tend to look at the good things instead of the bad things. And there's so much, so many more good things you can do with drones. And, and I'm excited for what the future holds. And I'm real excited for your channel and for what you're doing. And I think you're going to, you're going to, you're going to do fantastic. Well, thank you. And uh, hope to have you on again sometime in the future. Uh, I mean, I, I really appreciate this. And uh, thanks again. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you guys for listening to tonight's podcast. I hope you had as much fun as I did. I want to, on a side note, just tell you guys how genuinely nice Build a Drone Reviewer is. Through the whole process of setting up uh, this Zoom meeting for this podcast and during the podcast itself, and even after the podcast and my discussion with, I was having with him, he is just such a super nice guy, and I'm glad to call him my friend. I'm hoping for your guys' sake that I can get him on this channel again in the future. And thanks again for listening to my channel, but I also hope you go out there and like and subscribe to all his social media accounts. I'll have those listed below in the description. Thanks again.